This edition of True Heel Heat is brought to you by Mission Pro Wrestling. Mission Pro Wrestling Tournament Out of Hell is coming up on November 6th. Get your tickets now on missionprowrestling.net. If you are not able to be in the Texas area on November 6th, you can stream it live on Title Match Wrestling Network. Without further ado, this is True Heel Heat. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Heel Phenom, SP3. We are back once again on the road to 100 on True Heel Heat 96. On this edition of True Hill Heat, we will be discussing all the latest wrestling news, including what could have been the best or the greatest wrestling comedy segment ever. Uh, Fallout from the G1 Climax 30 Finals, the poor treatment of retribution, WWE filming sites being investigated as hotbeds for the virus, and a potential cover-up revolving that, week 51 of the Wednesday Night Wars, and preview and predictions for Impact Bound for Glory, and Hell in a Cell, and more. I am back once again. She is back after a short hiatus for True Hill Heat 96, the Prince of all the true hills, Miss Chrissy Love. Oh, hello. Did you all miss me? I hope you did because I missed you guys. <laughs> I did miss you. It's, it's nice to okay. have you back. I appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you guys in a week of wrestling. But I am surrounded by women empowerment because we have a very yes, special guest with us on this edition. Top Guy JJ will join us very shortly, but we have a very special guest. She is the senior editor for Sports Kita Pro Wrestling. She is a writer and editor. She's worked for such places as Bleacher Report and SB Nation. She is also a football fan and, and a, a foodie. Oh. A foodie. So th- I, and <laughs> yeah. Yes. are close to my heart so i appreciate her for yes. that most of all and and she is my boss so <laughs> this is andrea hanks what's going on andrea hey what's up guys <laughs> thanks for having me I'm, I'm i'm happy to be here I'm very happy for you to join us on True Hill Heat 97. So for the viewers, subscribers on YouTube, the listeners in the podcast world, please tell them a little bit about yourself, anything that I didn't include in my introduction to you. Oh, you're pretty thorough there, uh, Sid. Um, so basically, yeah, I'm the uh, pro wrestling senior editor at Sports Kita. Uh, before doing pro wrestling full time, I was covering the NFL for many, many, many years. Um, I've been a wrestling fan for 30, 31 years now. Uh, that's my favorite thing uh, on the planet. Um, and so I'm really happy to be here and, and talking about it with you two. We are Yay! very happy for you to join <laughs> us. Chrissy loves, loves when we have another female on the show because she's sick of dealing with us. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to say that, but you know, whatever. <laughs> We keep it real here on True Hill Heat. So <laughs> this edition of True Hill Heat is brought to you by our very good friends over at Wrestling Travel, as well as, speaking of women empowerment, our newest sponsored promotion, Mission Pro Wrestling, the promotion brought to you by the mind of Thunder Rosa, empowering women's professional wrestling and their tournament out of hell show coming up in Texas on November 6th will be available on Title Match Network. So definitely check that out. But we start off 
every true heel heat for you, the fans, the subscribers. So a quick reminder, give this video a thumbs up, share this video with all your wrestling fans and friends. Of course, there's the iCard down at the bottom to subscribe and the bell below that to stay notified. Enable all notifications for all the videos on True Hill Heat. Uh, our True Hill Roll Call is how we start off our podcast. Our top three conversation starters are True Hill Trinity. Coming in at number three is our Gino Bismone. Uh, coming in at number two is our New Japan officiato, James Wims. And coming in at number one is the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. Once again, Woo! 83 weeks strong. <laughs> yep. Couple you have to of retire like TRL or like um, 106 in Park. Like I said, if he makes it to 100, <laughs> we're going to retire his jersey. We're going to have like a jersey <laughs> a ceremony and everything. Uh, True Hills that we got to shout out Cassidy Haynes, uh, Dave Boney, uh, Zachariah Allen, Shane Parrish, uh, Jenna Side, and Carol Wads. Uh, a couple of our new uh, followers on Twitter and on Facebook as well. Our YouTube subscriber highlight, Kayfabe Tactus, our king of the comments section, back in the comments talking about uh, the True Rewind episode number 15, where we talked about WCW Star K1995. He says, thank you for putting me, uh, uh, for putting the time into doing this. I want to drink now as well and continue into 1996. So I am right there with you. I want to get past 1995. That was a rough year for WWF and WCW. So I'm glad it's over for us. Uh, Dose of Reality 420 says, and the Kingston break." Outstar question mark. Nah, to me, guys like Eddie Kingston and to a lesser part, Pillman Jr. are not breakout stars. They have been stars in my eyes for Pillman at least a year and Kingston many years. Thank you for telling me one through nine on the PWI 50 are whack WWE clowns because you just saved me from wasting 10 bucks. Thunder Rosa <laughs> deserves number one because she holds multiple championships, including TJPW and NWA. Way, the NWA title holder should supersede any champion because of the legacy and tradition. So a spicy comic by Dosa's Reality 420 from True Hill Heat 96 and also on True Hill Heat 96 Kwame Shafir commented, I watched uh, Hashtag For The Culture last weekend and it was fucking awesome because every match definitely delivered and my favorite matches were ACH versus Moriarty, JTG versus Miguel, Cray versus Xavier, and Suge versus Trish. They need to do this show weekly, not annually. Hashtag for the culture. Like I said, that was my favorite show from the collective weekend so I appreciate that comment most of all. I know Andrea was watching the uh, collective uh, weekend as well. I know you're a big, you're a big uh, freelance fan so I actually started watching that show from your suggestions. So I thank you for that. Moriarty versus Isaiah's was a banger already. I, that's all I saw so far. What was your favorite match from that show? That was my favorite match as well. The whole thing was really great. Um, you know, I, I, obviously it suffered from spring break going long. Uh, you know, it, it started late to begin with. And then it was like half pushed back by like half an hour or something. So to clean out the venue. Um, but I thought it was, I thought it was a wonderful show. And hopefully the folks that couldn't stay awake and bought the collective package will uh, go back on, on fight and, and give it a watch. 
I'm on fight. I'm going through it. It, it takes a lot for all the wrestling. Christy Love knows I watch a lot of wrestling, so I try to make my way through everything periodically. So speaking of things that we you must watch, I actually had to stop Miss Christy Love before we started filming this episode because she had to see the most talked about segment probably of 2020 in professional wrestling. And usually we save our AEW Dynamite and NXT talk for later in the show during the top news but we have to talk about this segment right <laughs> off the bat we can talk about the rest of NXT and AEW later in the show but we have to talk about La Dinner Debonair Chris Jericho and MJF had a steak dinner this past week on AEW Dynamite and it turned into a musical number where they did Me and My Shadow from the Rat Pack with uh, replacing names of uh, certain baby faces in AEW. <laughs> they stick together like Cody to a jackass. They stick together like a recliner to Matt Hardy's forehead. It's such lines as that beautiful stuff. But I have a question for you two ladies. We'll start with you, Andrea. Was it quite possibly the greatest comedy segment in professional wrestling history? I think it's definitely up there. I think it's it's one of the best uh, comedy segments. Maybe maybe uh, since let's say and and this you know is also Chris Jericho the uh, Festival of Friendship. Uh, it seems like, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I think you know. I, I think Jericho. I mean, clearly we've seen him over the years that he's he's got he's got some some comedy skills and he mm -hmm. likes to get creative with the humor. Um, and M. Jeff is the perfect person to do that with because you know he's, yeah. he's also got like a theater background and stuff like that and he you know he doesn't take himself too seriously because to, to portray a character like like mjf does you can't take yourself like too seriously mm -hmm. so i thought it was i thought it was great i thought it was i thought it was like really like joyful and considering there's so much there's so much stressful stuff even going on in professional wrestling right now yeah. so kind of like was able to kind of take me, you know, it took me out of that for, for a few minutes. And, and so it was like, oh, this is what, like, just enjoying something is, <laughs> which mm -hmm. I feel like we haven't been able to do in, like, almost a year now. <laughs> exactly. Like, that was the one thing that stood out the most to me. Like, I and I was like, it's, it's a very polarizing segment because people, I think, took it a lot seriously than it needed to be taken. Yeah. Because I was like, people were taking it more seriously than MJF and Chris Jericho took that segment because yeah. they were having yep. so much fun. Miss Chrissy Love, I know you just watched it before we started recording this episode. What are your initial thoughts having just seen it? Well, first of all, thank you for making me watch it because I loved it. Um I don't know how you could not love that segment. Like it's supposed to be funny. They're not supposed to be taken serious. It's it's to put a, a, a smile on your face and make us like think and see, okay, are these guys really what are they gonna do next? Like this is what this is what is going for. You know, you understand what I'm saying? So I'm very, very excited to see what happens next and very good comparison to the uh, celebration of friends. Cause it's 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 funny. It's supposed to be it's supposed to put a smile on your face and like after all these shitty musters we've been having, why not laugh at what we love the best, which is wrestling? Okay, we're, they're, at, they're at a restaurant. Okay? They don't have to be serious. and They're, or they're trying to out-order each other. At that part right there, before they even started singing, I was just like, I love it. Like, yeah. he kept saying the lady's name wrong. He's like, why are you so rude? Like, like why, why are we doing this? <laughs> they look phenomenal. They had the Nitro girl come back with them. I thought it was phenomenal. I, I loved every second of it. 
Like, I, I totally agree with uh, Andrea. This is like the funniest segment that I've seen since the Festival of Friendship. And another thing that I've seen online is a lot of people with the tribalism as the comparisons with WWE and <laughs> AEW and always saying, oh, if this happened in WWE, you guys would be crapping all over it. And I said this on a wrestling travel podcast earlier today. It wouldn't happen in WWE. Nope. They, literally, they literally have these type of guys who they trust for this type of comedy once yeah. in a blue moon. Chris Jericho a couple of years ago with the Festival of Friendship. Mick Foley in the past with his mm-hmm. comedic timing. But they just don't seem to trust people like that other than our truth and in our yeah, truth yep. other than our truth they don't really trust anybody with this type of comedy but they had so much fun with it and it was different and it was something we didn't expect to get because when we um, heard about the steak dinner you thought it was just going to be more interplay between MJF and Chris Jericho we saw them interplay in a parking lot we saw them interplay backstage we saw them interplay in the ring there was only so much uh interaction they can have like that it would have been if they didn't do that musical number people would be like oh that was just the same as last week same the same as the week before they gave us something completely different that's going to be talked about for years to come andrea is there anything other in the year i know you watch almost as much wrestling as me or probably even more is there anything (laughs) from this year that was as funny as this same you know, I don't think so. I mean, I, you, you know, you bring up our truth. He's done some some great stuff with with very little in terms of the twenty four seven championship, and and mm-hmm. his like contributions on Raw Talk have been pretty good in trying to make Shayna Baszler corpse a little bit here and there, and 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 talk about um, tartar sauce and things like that. So I think that's all been very amusing. But this was, uh, and this the other thing about this with with. MJF and, and Jericho was that it was unexpected. Like we knew where they were going to have a steak dinner and stuff was going to get silly or weird because that's just what happens when they interact with each other. That's just how that works. But like, I had no idea <laughs> that that was going to turn into that until it was happening. And I was just like, wow, they're really like doing this thing. And I had no idea. So I think it was definitely the funniest thing. I think it's one of the most entertaining things. And I think because it was just so like, out of the blue and unexpected and, and unpredictable, I thought was a really that was a really nice touch. The, they hinted at that they didn't hint at that at all until it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's why I love it most of all. I love things that surprise me in professional wrestling, and that was one of the biggest surprises of 2020 for me. Like you said, this was much needed with all the stress and everything going on, especially in the wrestling world. We needed Ladinner Debonair. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on, ladies, to G1 Climax 38. A and B block finals, as well as the finals this past week. We previewed that on True Hill Heat 96. Night 17 features uh, Will Ospreay defeating Kazuka Okada for the first time in six meetings with the help of his girlfriend, B Priestley, and the great Okan from Rev Pro and former New Japan Young Lion turning heel in the process, turning his back on Okada. We had Obushi and Taishi in one of the most unique matches of the year with, and I have the official count, 156 kicks between the two men. Kicks to the what? thighs, kick, wow. kicks to the hamstring, <laughs> kicks to the chest, and kicks to the head. Uh, 
hundred and fifty six. No, they gave us the count on uh, the the uh, finals show. Uh, <laughs> Ishii pulls out the upset against Switchblade to help Obushi win the A block. Night eighteen had Kenta defeat Naito, eliminating him from B block uh, competition, and Sonata defeated Evil to win the entire B block. And then finally, in the finals, it was Kota Obushi defeating Sonata to win back to back G one climax tournament. I know you, Miss Chrissy Love. You've been a big fan of Ibushi. This is your first G1 Climax that you enjoy. What was your overall thoughts on the tournament? And I believe you were one of the, the rare people that did predict for Ibushi to win in the beginning. I, I, I didn't. I said Okada wins, LOL. And you called Ibushi and you said that he looks like a, a Japanese boy band leader. <laughs> so, That's right. So what's your thoughts on him winning back to back? First of all, this was my first G1 Climax watch. Um, I don't know if you know, but I compared it to a porno sound. That's what it sounds like. Anywho, um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I enjoyed the Japanese uh, commentators more than the English ones. I don't know what they're saying, but they're very entertaining. And I was so excited that my boy band member won. I was, I kind of marked out. I'm not even going to lie. Even though the internet ruined it for me before I was able to watch it. But I still <laughs> watched it. And I was very, very happy. I did enjoy this, and I will watch for next year. So count Great. me in. XP. I love it. I love it. I will count you in for sure. I'll help guide you, guide you along. Yes, and you did absolutely and, guide me through. Yes, absolutely, and I love it. Thanks, friend. Andrew, what's your thoughts on a potential Obushi versus Naito at Wrestle Kingdom and the fact that Wrestle Kingdom will once again be two nights, even with the uh, restrictions going on in Japan? You know, I think that's uh, I think that's a match that people have been wanting and have been waiting for, and I think it's going to be really great. Um, and I think you know, having a two night show, I think I think that's that's a good idea, um, mainly because you know you don't you don't want people in a place <laughs> for you know like six seven eight yeah. hours. Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom can go mm -hmm. on for a long time. Um, so having, having that option of, of having it two nights, I think is, is a safer bet. And, and, you know, it's, 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 I think long shows like that, I, I think they should be broken up into, into two days. It's like, you know, with what they did with, with WrestleMania as well. I just think that's better for, you know, audience fatigue. I mean, you can get tired <laughs> watching wrestling, <laughs> like, like, um, you know, like we were talking about with, with Joey Janela's spring break going long. I mean, it was like, that ended up being four hours and 45 minutes and they didn't do an intermission and it was just like wow. by the time that, yeah and by the time the clusterfuck was like well underway I was just like <laughs> I have been watching wrestling since 10 a.m guys like I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore so so yeah <laughs> I, I think I think uh I mean I think it's gonna be a, a Bushi's match to 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 win here I think I mean when you you know you win the G1 two years in a row, which is just, right. you know, that's crazy. Um, then that has to be rewarded with the championship, in my opinion. I, I totally agree with you. He just became the third man ever to win back-to-back -back G1 Climax tournaments, joining Masahiro Chono and Hiroshi uh, Tenzan. So 
I am all for Obushi winning. I feel like he was robbed of winning the IWGP heavyweight title this past year at Wrestle Kingdom because they wanted to do the mini tournament and they missed out on the Naito train by two years. So they finally just was like, here, Naito, finally have a bone. So so Naito had to win this past year, but I think that it's time. I just, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I said this after the three matches these guys had last year where they dropped each other on the head way too many times to my liking. I just hope Obushi and Naito make it out of Tokyo alive because those two guys on the stage of Wrestle Kingdom at the Tokyo Dome is almost scary to think about. But the other big note from this uh, past weekend is Will Ospreay turning heel and uh, turning his back on Okada and Chaos and joining up with the great Okan, who is very polarizing among New Japan fans. A lot of people do not like the fact that great Okan is back, don't feel that he's ready for the spot. But more importantly, uh, Chris love what's your thoughts on will osprey being heel and b priestly joining up with new japan in his corner um i'm excited to see what happens i mean will osprey is just sexy as hell so um <laughs> i mean he can be hell he can be he can be a, a baby face he can you can't do no wrong with him i swear he's just phenomenal um but i'm a i'm as a new person watching new japan i'm excited to see what will happen what do you think about him having been the leader of his own stable, Andrea? It's very rare that we have new stables in New Japan. I feel like we've had the same series of LIJ, Chaos, Suzuki Gun, Bullet Club for years now. So the fact that we got a new stable makes things a little bit interesting. But what's your thoughts? I think it's always good to freshen things up a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. you end up if you end up with the same stables over and over again, then you end up with situations where it's they get bloated. There's just too many people. Um, and then the storylines stop making sense. They start all kind of blurring together. So I think adding something fresh, um, retribution. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I didn't say that. Well, you know, you know. Forgive me. So sorry. It's it, not everything works. <laughs> so, so I guess we'll why I said that. that. Like, yeah. So, well, We'll see how it works. I mean, I guess, you know, the entire internet has been spending the year trying to make Will Ospreay into a villain anyway, so we might as well be a heel, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes uh, and, and what this means for other factions in New Japan. If that means that people are going to splinter off there and kind of join with Will Ospreay, if other factions are going to kind of fracture because of, because of this, or if it's just uh, additional faction warfare. For New Japan, they love so much. <laughs> they they love them some faction warfare for sure. I talked about it with uh, Tempest and J News on our finals roundtable. Uh, Jeff Cobb was originally supposed to be in the Great Ocon spot, so I would like Jeff o- Jeff Cobb to kind of join up with this. This would give him a purpose in New Japan. And the other thing I got to note: my girlfriend, the love of my life, Tia. She's the biggest Will Osprey fan. She has an Osprey nerd jacket and an Osprey hoodie. She said it from the first match in the g1 i made her watch she was like he seems cockier he seems like he's very overconfident and then we Uh watched that match with okada and the biggest osprey fan i know screamed when when great okada helped osprey (laughs) not like this not like this (laughs) you worked thank you i appreciate it (laughs) we gotta move on to 
SmackDown. SmackDown got emotional as well as we had the New Day farewell with them defeating Sheamus, Cesaro, and Nakamura. We also had Roman Reigns defeat Braun Strowman with a new guillotine choked submission after there was a brawl between Uso and Reigns ending with Roman hitting the Superman punch. Andrea, we ask every one of our guests, our guest hosts now, ever since his turn and his new character... What are your feelings on not the tribal chief, your tribal chief, our tribal chief, <laughs> everyone's tribal chief, Roman mm. Reigns? You mean the, the big dog? <laughs> the big dog, yes. Um, I, I love the heel turn. I think it's a really, I think it's great that they turned him heel. I think the way that they're doing it with the family storyline and the tribal chief stuff, I think is really clever. Um, I think it's really great to have, you know, Jay Uso kind of involved instead of waiting for Jimmy to come back from his injury. Um, I think it's really great. And it's basically at this point, I'm just like, man, why did they wait so long to do this? Right. <laughs> It's one thing with the character. It's also, why did it wait so long to make him take off a vest? Like, this guy looks like a superstar without the vest. It's like, what were you hiding? (laughs) Seriously. I mean, we've known that he's a very, very handsome man for a long, long time. (laughs) And it's just like, take off the vest. Please, please. Should have done this long ago. Miss Chrissy Love, did you get emotional with the New Day farewell? I know it was a teary eye moment with them uh, departing departing from each other with Big E staying on SmackDown and Woods and, Xavier, and, Woods and uh, Kofi going to Raw. What was your thoughts on the farewell? First of all, I hate it that they broke all of them up. I think it sucks. And I, put, I need to put a petition together because this shit is ridiculous. How do you have a New Day without three members? It's not cool. Anywho, but yes, I was very sad, and um, I, I think it was kind of like telling they were they weren't really acting. I think they really are. They were. I think it was really shown like they've been doing this, and they, they fought to put this together, and like people didn't believe in it, and now like they kind of like got a breakup. I was like, well, what was the whole point of having the last match in the damn first place? Is like you, you break them up, and then for them to come back, it was like WWE does such ass backwards stuff. I don't <laughs> understand it. I really don't get it. I've been saying it for the longest time. It's like, we had the draft. Okay, fine. Now you make me still got to wrestle on the show, and then I got to be wrestling on, like, it's, it's ass backwards. It's just, it's retarded to me. I don't get it. But whatever. Um, I don't work there, so, you know, I can't, I don't have the books, you know, or whatever to say anything. I talk on this podcast. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was, I'm, I'm sad. I, I like them together. Um, they're, they're, they make money. Kids love them. And, you know. To explain that to my children, they were like, what? And they're like, you know, Xavier was gone, and now he's back. But, oh, yeah, Biggie's not with the normal. They was like, huh? <laughs> and then, then, they, then, they, then they just walked away from me because they was like, I don't have to deal with this shit. Like, I'm going <laughs> to we, we we miss SmackDown with the Lynches. We would have loved their, their we'll responses be back, to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll be back. Don't worry. We didn't see the complete end of the New Day there as on Raw. We had uh, Big E in the Thunderdome rooting on uh, Kofi as he defeated uh, Sheamus on their first official night on Monday Night Raw. But the big news story from Monday Night Raw is Retribution uh, and their poor poor treatment uh they lost to the hurt business in their second match ever and then got beat down by the fiend later in the night ali explains that he was the mystery smackdown hacker from earlier this year my biggest question to you andrea is 
was this the plan all along? Was Ali always going to be the SmackDown hacker? And that was the explanation for him being the leader of Retribution? Or do you think the WWE is flying by the handle and just going along with the flow? I think they're just kind of making it up as they go. I think that they think, you know, I think Mustafa Ali was definitely, he was the SmackDown hacker. But I think they just, you know, abandoned that storyline and then decided to weave it back into Retribution because he's the leader of Retribution for reasons that I don't think have been made clear yet. Uh, so I don't know. Um, I think it is. Really- I said the same thing, Andrew. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not getting it. But SP and JJ swear by it and they are all on board for it. I still don't believe it. I can give me the hacker. That's fine. <laughs> I'm giving it a chance, but right now the chances are still narrowing down. My fingers is getting down. You got to cross them out, like you know, tic tac toe. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I don't, I don't understand the retribution thing to begin with. I don't understand the name changes. I don't understand <laughs> why they have contracts, even though they are like we no. hate everybody who's getting paid by WWE. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they're only on Raw if they hate the entire company. I yep. don't get any of it. And, you know, congratulations, Mercedes Martinez, for getting out of Retribution and going back to NXT. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, like, Mercedes would probably be complaining, like, uh, Chelsea Green. Like, Chelsea Green, uh, I think she was probably supposed to be a part of Retribution since she's been off TV for a while. They separated her from the Robert Stone brand, but I think she saw the signs of Retribution was like, no, I'll stay away, and now she's a little bit frustrated staying at home, but Mercedes was like, nah, I gotta go. I didn't I spend 20 go. years. I didn't spend 20 years on the indies to for this. No. <laughs> this, yep. Mm-hmm. So, I... Yeah. I understand you. The last question I have on retribution to you both. Did this whole them losing to the hurt business, T-Bar tapping out, and the Fiend beating them down mark the end as retribution potentially being a main event stable? Start with you. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense to me, and especially because right now... Like, after Hell in a Cell, we're heading into Survivor Series time, okay. and we just mm-hmm. had a draft, and so we have to pretend that mm-hmm. these new people on Raw care about Raw and want to be on. And and I think they were talking, I heard that there were, like, rumors that Retribution was going to be, like, a big part of Survivor Series, but I don't think, I think this is, like, a sign, what happened on, on Raw is a sign that that's not going to be the case, but I don't know. I mean, I'm just, you know, speculating. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But it seems like they don't really have a plan for it. They didn't have a plan for it to begin with. And the fan reception about it all has been so tepid to negative that I think maybe hopefully we'll, we'll get a little bit less retribution. It's not, it's not my cup of tea. I'm not into it. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all for how they've uh, treated them recently. Chrissy Love, I already know how you feel about Retribution. The other stuff that went on on uh, Raw was Elias had a concert to preview his album that Jeff Hardy uh, interrupts. We also had AJ Styles with a new bodyguard in Big Jordan. 
the former the former bouncer of Raw Underground and uh, beats Matt Riddle. Uh, we also had Braun defeat Keith Lee with the low blow and Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton end the show. It seemed prematurely, but PW Insider reports that this was the plan for the show to cut off unexpectedly. I will go back to Elias and what's your thoughts, Miss Christy Love? Reports say Elias is in line for a big push on Monday Night Raw. How do you feel about that? I mean, that's cool and all. Um, how many albums are we going to get from Elias? I mean, ain't this like album like number four or something from him? He does I how many concerts? I think it's the second one. Oh, hello. I'm going. I'm, you know, just funny. <laughs> hello. Get it. <laughs> My point is like, we've seen this already. Push him. He's great. He got, you know, they they did the whole Jeff Hardy thing or whatever. He supposedly, you know, did this stuff to him or whatever. Great. All right. Well, I'm down for it. Let's see what happens. And what I am down for is AJ Styles and his bodyguard. I fucking loved it. So you're, you're a fan of Big Jordan in, in AJ's corner, him being his black big daddy cool. I am very much a fan. I can't wait to see what else happens to him. I think because uh, I was I was really sad for what happened with AJ and the good bo- or the good brothers and that whole being depart departure. So for him to have somebody now in his corner, which will make him be more of an asshole, I'm here for it. <laughs> Let's do it. I, I agree. I agree. I liked it. I didn't too much like that finish with Matt Riddle kind of looking soft, but I know right. you did because you're not the the biggest Matt Riddle fan. So oh, here, here you go. See why you gotta do, like? Ain't nobody <laughs> even asked you about that though. I I just have to state facts. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we also missed UWN Primetime Live, which had the Pope. D'Angelo De Niro defeat Ziggy Dice to win the NWA Television Championship. We also had the brackets revealed for the UWN Championship Tournament with Eric Redbeard, a.k.a. Rowan, uh, Davey Boy Smith, uh, Peter Avalon, the Liberian, Mike Bennett, and more involved in that tournament. We'll talk about that more next week on True Hill Heat. Impact Wrestling was the final what we missed. They had the go-home show for Boundful Glory with Hernandez winning a five-way to be the last entrant in the call your shot gauntlet and rhino being uh the first entrant go good promos from eric young ec3 moose diana parazza and kylie ray hyping their matches for the pay-per-view andrea i know you're here for this early portion of the show we will do a full bound for glory preview at the end of this show but give us your thoughts on the card for bound for glory and what match you're most looking forward to I think Bound for, Look- Bound for Glory is looking really good. Impact has been doing a lot of great work um, in the past few years. And I think it's been really impressive how they've been able to pull off actual empty arena wrestling where there's mm-hmm. not even any other wrestlers in the stands. And it's been really compelling work. And I, I have to really applaud them for that. Um, their pay-per-views have been really great this year. So I'm expecting Bound for Glory to be a really great show. Um, I think, you know, with... with um, I'm looking forward to Kylie Ray versus Deanna Perrazzo. I'm looking forward to it for a few reasons. One, Kylie Ray is one of my favorite wrestlers in the entire world. She's a freelance wrestling original here in Chicago. Um, and so I always have to root for her. I think she's going to be knockouts champion. And I, th- the other thing that I think is really interesting about all this is Susie and Sue Young. And where has Susie been since she had her arm broken by uh, Deanna Perrazzo a few weeks ago? And we've seen hints of, of the, you know, the, the undead bride kind of, you know, seeping into her psyche here and there. 
And so I'm curious if that means that Sue and not Susie is going to have some sort of uh, effect on that match and what that might mean for Kylie Ray. Because, you know, Kylie, you know, she's friends with Susie, but as, uh, as Kimberly has pointed out, how well does Kylie know Susie? She doesn't know about Sue Young. So I'm really curious where that's all going to go. I love all that weird supernatural stuff that Impact will pull out every once in a while. I think it's, I think it's really clever. I, I, I do agree with you. I was there for uh, when Sue Young versed uh, Allie and Kira Hogan in the, in the undead realm when we had the return of Rosemary uh, two years ago at Bound for Glory. I was there in the Melrose Ballroom. So I'm all for Impact Wrestling. They do the cinematic stuff and their behind the scene backstage uh, actions like really, really well. The, the stuff they've done with EC3 and Moose has been fun, but I agree with you. I really love the supernatural elements that have been trickling in slowly but surely with the Kylie Ray and Sue Young. So do you think that we're going to see an undead version of Kylie Ray? Or do you think that it's going to go the route of Sue Young kind of betraying Kylie Ray? Because I've, I've seen fans on either side of that spectrum. I could see it going either way. I'm interested in either of those things. I'm interested in a dark evil Kylie Ray, and I'm also really interested in Kylie Ray being like the ray of light taking on an, uh, the evil return of Sue Young. So either way, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm really into it. Yes, we will talk much, much more about Bound for Glory at the end of the show with our preview and prediction section. So we want to let Andrea go. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. We, lo we loved having you on. We hope that you can come on again. Please tell everyone that's watching, that's listening, where they can find you on social media or anything else that you're doing that you want to promote. Sure. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at fball underscore Andrea. That's F-B-A-L-L underscore A-N-D-R-E-A. -E um, be sure to hit up Sports Kita Pro Wrestling for all of your pro wrestling needs. Uh, we're trying to build something big and, and, and cool over there. So uh, come check us out. We've got a lot of exclusive interviews and podcasts and all kinds of stuff going on. It's not just a <laughs> bunch of content. we got good stuff going on. Um, you can also... Check me out in Pro Wrestling Illustrated, uh, not this edition, though I did help with the Women's 100, but I'll be doing some uh, indie wrestling coverage over there uh, throughout the year. And uh, yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. Thank you so much for joining us. We definitely want to get you back on for sure, yeah. especially yeah. if Kylie Ray gets the victory at Bound for Glory. Oh we got oh. to hear your, your reaction to that. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Woo Thank you. All right. That moves us on to our top news story. And our top news story has to do with something we touched on on True Hill Heat 96, where you were away, Miss Chrissy Love, okay. with the ongoing issues with the virus and professional wrestling. This time, it's WWE filming sites being investigated as virus hotbeds in Florida. Uh, the three places WWE has been using to tape in recent months are being investigated as uh, the virus hotspots. WFTV reports uh, that the Orange County Department of Health has asked Orlando's COVID-19 strike, strike team to investigate a list of 17 businesses where COVID may be spreading. And oh three God. of them... 
three of them are WWE locations. The list includes places like Boggy, uh, Bogey Creek Amazon Distri- Distribution Center and two Crunch Fitness locations, as well as eight bars in the area. WWE's locations on the list are the Full Sail University, specifically de- as uh, specified as WWE Full Sail, the WWE Performance Center, and the Amway Arena, where the WWE has residency for Raw and SmackDown tapings via the Thunderdome. WWE <laughs> is no longer using Full Sail for their NXT tapings, having moved their tapings to the pc where the main arena area has been renovated into the capital wrestling center as we've seen on recent nxts it's worth noting that since uh since people will likely ask of course we know this all the all all the time with the tribalism of aew and wwe that daily's place the location of aew's tapings is in jacksonville florida which is outside of the uh, the purview uh the purview of orange county wwe oh. released a statement saying WWE is not open to the public, but rather operating on a closed set with only essential personnel in attendance. As part of the ongoing weekly testing protocols, uh, Avinius uh, Labs have administered more than 10,000 PCR tests to WWE performers, employees, production staff, and crew, resulting in only 1.5% positive cases as compared to the current national average of more than 5%. Additionally, extensive contact tracing takes place and impacted individuals are placed in 14-day quarantine and then only cleared after they test negative, which Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer Live said means that WWE has put out either misleading information or Mm -hmm. no information at all because the only reports that we've heard is that 30 to 40 people have tested positive, but this statement means that they have been 150 positive tests in the WWE. This also follows WWE being named the 2019 Corporation of the Year by the PR News CSR and Nonprofit Awards. This is mostly for WWE's work with charities, but very, very ironic for the week that all this news has come out. Uh-huh. What are your overall thoughts, Miss Chrissy Love? on this investigation of the WWE's filming sites. Yeah, some real fuckboy shit. Like, how many weeks we've been talking about this stuff? Seriously, like... like We've been talking about it since June. Since, since the like, first like, And y'all still can't get it together? Like, what is going on? Like, what are y'all doing? I don't know if maybe the people are going somewhere and they're contracted from someone else outside of the, the, the location. But something is seriously wrong, and you guys got to get your shit together. Seriously. But they're probably in denial like, like Vince McMahon's best friend. So, you know. Because he thinks that, that this is the best thing that's happened to him. Like, like, like this is the, the problem that I have. Because, you know, there's just so many WWE apologists out there. And but, we don't, we don't want to bash WWE. We don't want to no. bash things like Retribution. But this is something that we need to be critical about. Because mm-hmm. WWE has been so lax on their... Uh, responses to this whole virus when they are the biggest promotion in professional wrestling they should have been the leaders on how to handle these things when you have organization and 
promotions like New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor, and Impact Wrestling, which have really led when it comes to their treatment of talent, testing of talent for this virus, and how they've been so cautious. When mm-hmm. you look at WWE, it's just a sad case. AEW have had cases of their own, but those are mostly from outside of yeah. outside of where they're at. It's nothing of them having an outbreak of such proportion of such proportions as WWE has had on three occasions right now three separate occasions they have had major outbreaks they have had superstars missing where we don't know and I've, I've said this on here I've said this on the wrestling travel podcast WWE is such a big promotion in wrestling they are the leader in wrestling yeah, they're the they are viewed exactly they are viewed on the same level as the NBA the NFL right. the it's- UFC all of those promotions all of those organizations have put out have been very forefront with mm-hmm. their with their information that they put out the yeah. nba revealed that rudy gobert tested positive and that really started this whole global pandemic yeah. like nfl has been very open on uh people being exposed to, mm-hmm. to covid positive people they're finding uh, people if the coaches don't have their mask on their face people are getting fined like they're not playing with you they're not doing no fuck boy shit they're not they're not covering up stuff they are telling these people this is what it is. Get in line, get in line, get down or lay down. What you want to do? You have to be transparent when it comes to this type of thing. This is bigger than the WWE. They're all about putting smiles on people's faces. That's what Stephanie McMahon said when they got the 2019 Corporation of the Year. But you're not putting smiles on our faces when we have to be this critical of how you're handling this whole situation. And there is a reason why you're being investigated because you haven't taken things seriously. Even with your testing, you've been even lax with that, it seems. And you just are are not forefront and not transparent with anything it seems sp you can't put smiles on people's face if you have no staff think about it you have no staff you can't give people the smiles you can't put on a show so let's think about those people that are coming out leaving their own families and you wonder why people took time off and stayed with their families not to be around you guys Sami Zayn, roman reigns people you know daniel bryan Daniel Bryan, like we can go on, and now some. Now they're back, and now you're you're putting these people in danger who are giving you like shows, and they're putting you know they're putting themselves out there, and you're not give you're not caring. You have to like you got you can't put smiles on people's face without your staff. Your staff is what makes that happen. And you have to care about those people, even if it's a cameraman, the people that set that shit up, all that stuff. All those people count, and that can't count if you guys don't care. Great point right there. What do you think is going to be like the next developments, the next revelations with them, with the uh, Orange County Department of Health investigating these filming sites? Because we just recently had the outbreak in NXT with uh, people being exposed, and then we just had fans return to NXT tapings at the Capitol Wrestling Wrestling Center. So, what do you think? And I will put out there that uh, John Alba of Spectrum Sports did put out uh, some information in regards to how they've been handling the whole uh treatment with everything as far as with the nxt tapings how they've been uh testing people uh i will read out this tweet i would pull it up right here uh sources wwe nxt protocols for fans to attend the shows at the cwc are set up through wwe they designate a testing spot for attendees to go to cover any involved costs result 
results aren't sent to the person, but they get a notification if they're cleared or, if they're cleared or not. Temperature check at the door. Uh, COVID testing for attending WWE NXT happens the day before. Every individual who attends is then taken to their pod where they are stationed with those that are in their party. Sanitation is also available in the pod. Paul Levette, aka Triple H, had mentioned this on the last call. And since posting, I have had some reach out, he's, uh, John Alba says, who have said that they are able to check their results in addition to WWE giving clearance. And I guess some others are were not aware they could check them. Adventist Labs does the testings, which is the same provider WWE uses on its own crew. So yes, Chrissy, back to my question. What do you think is going to be the developments or the revelations with this current investigation? Man, they, they they might. I hope they might get shut down. This, if they're being investigated, like either you're going to be on your P's, and it's sad because if you if you have to be on your P's and Q's now, you should have been doing this from the get go, and no one would have to investigate you. So it's like maybe they need to shut. I don't know. Maybe they need a wake up call to see that this shit is really real, and no one's playing with them. Who knows? Like, maybe, I, I don't know. And I, I would hate to see that happen. Because like you said, they're like the pinnacle. People have done it. Like the NBA have done an impeccable job on their whole season, being everyone in a bubble, making sure everyone and their families were fine. Like, why you can't follow suit? Give people fines. Like, it, like, you can't just put smiles on people's faces. You have to make sure people are safe. And if you need to, if, if they need to be shut down, then they shut it down. Then. Shut it fucking down. Because you guys need to fucking wake up. And I'm sorry, I'm sad to say that because, again, I love wrestling, but I love people more to make sure that they're safe before I love wrestlers. I totally agree with you there. My final question Do you think WWE are doing a cover up regarding the amount of people who have tested positive due to not releasing any information on who or how many have tested positive? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't. you can't you can't like let's call a spade a spade we're playing the game of spades friend we have like five of the possible no you have like a bunch of them friend yeah the, you're reneging on us no you you've reneged on everything because you've done it all you've done everything wrong friend like let's go it's sad Sid. it's so sad it's really it's like come like you don't care about the well-being of people you just care about ratings and 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 making your money you you have a bunch of money so like Let's just keep it going and keep it making people safe. You have you have it at your 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 at your leisure. Like you can get people to come there. Like you can get these people tested and have them do the right thing. It's not going to prolong your 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 staffing. It's not, I don't think it. I don't think it's going to delay anything. Maybe it'll give you a time to make better storylines. I don't know. Maybe it'll give you a, a retribution, better giving. I don't know. You but never it, know. It, you know exactly. So again, I definitely think that they are covering something up, and they will be the the, the truth will come out sooner rather than later. It will always come to light. I totally agree with you there. So yes, we we got our we got our top guy with us. So Chrissy Love, you are back. We give you your drumsticks once again. Hit Ready? It. Let's go. So. For week 51 of the Wednesday Night War, WWE 
Damn. 51. Week 51 wow. of the Wednesday okay. Night Wars. WWE NXT finishes with 644,000 viewers to okay. AEW Dynamite with 753,000. <laughs> Both shows are down up against the M- MLB World Series oh, yeah. and, the, and the new shows. The MLB World Series did 9 million last night. But, uh, the new shows even did higher than that, apparently. But what happened on WWE NXT, uh, Lorgan and Birch defeated the Breeze Ango to win the NXT Tag Team titles following attacks on the Undisputed Era who were supposed to verse Breeze Ango in the, in the match, uh, leading to Birch and Lorgan replacing them. Then after the match, uh, during the finish of the match, a mystery assailant pushed Fandango off the ropes, leading to uh, Birch and Lorgan using a low blow and then their finisher to get the win. And the mass assailant is none other other than Pat McAfee. He has returned. Pat McAfee has returned and aligned himself with Birch and Lorgan. He was the man behind Rich Holland attacking Adam Cole at TakeOver 31, and he was the man behind the attacks on Undisputed Era throughout the night last night. Kushida defeated uh, Shampa and Dream in a triple threat match. Really good hot opener for NXT last night. Legado Del Fantasma defeated Jake Atlas, Swerve Scott, and Ashante Diodonis in a very fun six-man tag cruiserweight-style matchup. Austin Theory quits NXT apparently after losing to uh, Bronson Reed twice. Uh, the f- the Fury and the Furry, uh, Killian Dane. Uh, once again bond on this episode and Johnny Gargano starts a bitter feud with wheels what a, a hilarious segment at the Gargano household as Johnny Gargano says the wheel wants to see him die awesome <laughs> comedy from Johnny Gargano uh, AEW Dynamite had Moxley and Kingston cut some amazing money promos about Moxley turning his back on Eddie Kingston and independent wrestling when he went to the land of sports entertainment to set up their I quit match at full gear Kenny Omega is here the cleaner is here as he furthers his heel turn with an over-the-top intro and entrance followed by squashing Sonny Kiss in the first round matchup in the World Title Eliminator Tournament and got a lot of heat from the LGBTQ uh, wrestling fan community for sure. The desired reaction. I kept telling people, this is what they wanted. They wanted the heat. But the match that stood out the most in the first round of the World Title Eliminator was, of course, Phoenix defeating Pentagon in an absolute insane match that was lovely we almost saw uh phoenix injured in this match with a top rope head scissor where he landed on his head um hangman page defeated cabana and uh warlow defeated jungle boy in the in the other first round matchups to set up our semifinals of warlow versus hangman and phoenix versus omega next week on dynamite it's gonna be some bangers uh young bucks defeated private party silver and reynolds and butcher and the blade to face FTR at full gear. Unfortunately, in this match, we saw another scary injury as uh, Alex Reynolds seemed to be seemingly hurt during this matchup. Um, On one of the last spots, he was lifeless in the ring. 
The worst part is that the referee, none of the guys in the ring, and nobody in the back seemed to notice. And he was just out there. It was very, very poor taste, very hard to rewatch on the replay. And definitely AEW needs to address this because this is the second big time that there's been some type of a concussion in their ring or in during one of their shows. And it wasn't really addressed in the best manner. After the main event, we had FTR attack the Young Bucks and pilmanize Matt's leg to end the show and we talked about the aforementioned mjf and chris jericho and ledena debonair in one of the most talked about segments of comedy in professional wrestling in quite some time top guy jj we will start with you first of all your thoughts on ledena debonair since we talked about that at the top of the show and then what was the better show for you this week i uh (laughs) I, i think this is just so unfair what? I think this is just so unfair. I like AEW had year two booking planned out. Like <laughs> they actually went to wrestling knowledge school and actually figured out how to get. It's just not fair because it's like I'm trying. Like yo, NXT hasn't been bad. Like no. NXT hasn't been bad over the past month or so, and it's. They don't even hold a candle to AEW right now. Like it, 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 it's like I'm sorry, and it's like not even trying to be biased because it's like I'm trying to like yo dive into what AEW and, and NXT is doing some pretty cool things. Like I'm actually trying to buy into the Killian and Drake thing. I'm trying to buy into this other side of Johnny with the comedic stuff. This under this UE stuff, which I thought was fucking like I I don't want. To go into this McAfee shit again. So I'm going to leave that bullshit alone. Like that was their sore thumb of the night. For me. Because uh, that was a complete waste of suspense. Yep. But AEW. It's like. yo, It feels like there's levels to this book and shit. And AEW is literally on fire. And and. To like my like yo, Pentagon and Phoenix is probably gonna be better than any single match that the WWE puts on, whether it's pay-per-view or TV for the entire year. Like like that, what the fuck? How do they give us matches like that on television? Mm -hmm. Like it's just ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous in this Ladina. Like how? (laughs) How? Like Yo, I said this shit last week. Like, how many hand jobs can they get? Like, like, <laughs> like, not, like they, they don't even want hand jobs anymore. They want straight blow job. How how these two these, these, this chemistry oh. is this chemistry is literally like looking they they're looking at the the, the KO and Jericho chemistry oh. and they're like hi they're like hi. We right there. Woo! We're about to pass you because we're about to have more longevity and we're actually going to have some freedom with this because we're not going to get yanked up under the rug by our boss. Like, Woo! it's just, it's beautiful, man. Like, it's beautiful. And then you just said it. Like, yo, the, the promos between Moxley and Kingston, like, this not fair. And, like, all it is... <laughs> <laughs> overshadows how amazing the Kenny Omega shit was. Like, it, yo, AEW was insanely loaded. To me, this was like, I, I, I'm probably being recency biased. I felt like this was the best AEW episode of the year. 
Like, oh. This was, oh my god, this whole episode was loaded. Action like, pack. Every, like this from top to fucking bottom. Even the bullshit match with Warlow and fucking Jungle Boy was, was decent. Dope. Like, and it's like this was probably their weakest spot of the night, and that shit was pretty damn good. <laughs> like, like, like it's it, it. There's levels to this, and AEW is just literally too superior to even think that NXT had a chance. So that's one for AEW Dynamite. Sorry to be so long-winded, but damn, no, like no, AEW. Was no, you were perfect, oh. actually. Like, damn. I don't even have to talk much, to be honest. Chrissy Love, what's your thoughts, AEW or NXT this week? I'm happy that he said the whole Jericho and Kenny, um, because we spoke about that earlier during the show, um, SP. Um, we compared it to the uh, celebration of friendship. Did we Fresh not? Festival of friendship. I mean, I'm sorry, the, fe- the festival of friendship. We we compared it to that, and you touched right on it. Like we didn't, you didn't even know, and it yeah. was that it was great. First of all, Pentagon and um, aren't they brothers? Pentagon and Phoenix. Yeah, that's what made for right. a lot of that story because right, when, like, you, when Phoenix had if, if it was an injury or he was just stunned, it added to the story because Pentagon was showing remorse to it. So that right, was right. that was a nice element. Was like, no, no, hit me first. No, 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 no. You hit me first. Like it was that was my match of the night. Like I didn't have to see anything else or whatever. The promos, the the whole that was what I loved that. And like no. you said. NXT was not bad until you had that shitty ass ending of that full McAvee foolishness crap or whatever. That's fine, great, okay. I don't, I, I wasn't here for him when he was there before, and I'm not here for him now. Fuck you. Um, that we'll put that to the side. But NXT was not bad. I'm loving the Gargano comedy spit. That was actually really good. But but AEW, like like JJ said. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what the wrestling gods are doing. Maybe it's dust. Maybe it's dusty, sprinkling some type of like stuff all and all over them. And it's like this. Yes, my. This is why I need um Glenn to do his um do um dusty, but you know this is where wrestling comes in. What makes you love it is like the whole show. He said was action packed. I don't know if it was my episode of the for the year, but like JJ said, that's his opinion. I totally agree with him. It was a great episode, and it's just it's just, and they keep winning because it's good. Not every episode is good, but it's not bad either. Where they are still outshining the other show. Did we even talk about Britt Baker? No, we did not. I mean, I mean that was but, that. Did I, we, like that was one of my faults to it. They don't put enough emphasis on Britt Baker and the women's division. Yeah, that don't. was probably one of the only few faults of the show besides the injuries. That, yeah. I will start off by saying the, the injury to Alex Reynolds is a big disappointment for yeah. AEW because they need to know how to handle these situations better. Rick Knox gets a lot of slack for his kayfabe officiating of the, <laughs> the, kayfabe, the, the kayfabe rules, but this is probably the biggest slight or low light to Nick Rick Knox because he did a horrible job of being an official and looking after the performers in the ring. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he did. He, he, he that was very poor, and it's it's sad. Maybe he was like looking. It's just, you got to be looking at everyone that's there, and unfortunately, he 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 dropped yeah. the ball, and maybe who knows? Like it's a, it's an era, and like his like adrenaline is flowing, like people around you. And you just happen to just like person that was in the ring, lifeless. 
and you gotta be like and as soon as Blade has to has to pull Reynolds over to the corner to tag in, like it's not selling anymore. Like you right, need to realize. Right. Like, they did, like, okay, like, let me go look at him. Yeah. There's people backstage that are watching that needs to see that and communicate that to the referee or you know the seven different guys. I, I'm gonna blame I'm them gonna last in their ears. Exactly. The I'm gonna blame the referee. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna blame the the other seven guys last because they have a lot going on and stuff. Right. But was just a bad era and a bad light on AEW so soon after what happened with Matt Hardy. Um, yes, I would yes, say, yes, yes, even with that, AEW definitely won this week. I usually <laughs> get on JJ for overreading certain things, but no. this was a great episode of Dynamite. It is among one of the best episodes of the entire year yes. because. This is the real thing that AEW promised. Everybody yes. likes to emphasize on the fact that AEW said that they're going to give a more sports er orientated type of wrestling than than WWE does. They didn't just say that. They said they were going to give you a variety show, a different mm -hmm. types of things, and this had everything you would want. You had the big man showing off and getting a big push with Warlow in the beginning. You had the revitalization of Kenny Omega becoming the cleaner with the over-the-top entrance with the girl sweeping up the, the stage and the silhouette <laughs> and talking about how many times he broke the Meltzer scale and then squashing Sunny Kiss with the gif face. One of the best gifts of the year. That's my new nigga, please look. Pin Sunny Kiss. I am all for pushing Sunny Kiss. I am all for him getting opportunities, but that was the perfect decision. And Omega hugging him after shows that he's a delusional heel that still thinks he's a babyface. Right. Love stuff like that. But Kingston and Moxley, oh my god, that first hour and, and change of AEW Dynamite probably was the best of the year. Not, mm -hmm. I won't say the whole show was the best episode of the year, but that first hour and change was the best episode right. of the year. And it was highlighted by Moxley and Kingston through three promos. They made a championship match that on paper shouldn't be as anticipated as it is. Feel like the biggest yeah. AEW world title match that there has ever been. Eddie Kingston saying that Moxley has to go to that dark side and that dark side is where I live had so much conviction in his voice and prove why Eddie Kingston is among the best promos in the game. John Moxley's promo with him talking about Eddie being bitter and not the person that he became friends with. This has so much personal driving it and has become one of the most anticipated AEW world title matches. And it has people really begging for Eddie Kingston to become the AEW world champion. And that is the best sign of a great world title feud. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And just to kind of like piggyback off something that you just like, like, I am now in the realm of AEW literally every fucking week giving mm -hmm. me something that I never knew I needed until I see it. <laughs> and and come, I, come on, man. Like, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. I, like, why would I think I need this match? Right. But, like, oh, my God, I need this match. <laughs> like, holy shit. in your vein. And, and I know, like, I'm literally saying, it's like, I have a feeling that I'm going recency bias off of what I just saw, but, like, I'm literally watching a show, and I'm, F I, I can't miss, uh, I can't miss a segment. I mm. literally could not miss a segment for the entire night. And to and literally... And that's what happened to me. <laughs> I missed one of the <laughs> worst 
one and one of the most anticipated storylines happens to be one of AEW's worst stories right now with the buildup between the Young Bucks and FTR because that's really average. Mm-hmm. But but everything else that they've done, like we were so looking forward to this, they were damn near average. And everything else has just been so fucking spectacular. Like, oh my God, like, yo, when you tell me I got a, yo, Kenny Omega's whole aura gave me a fucking orgasm. Like, like, <laughs> like, oh my God, yo, I don't care how mo that sounds. Don't pause me. I ain't pausing. Like the, like, yo, this is, yo, they knew that they was doing this for Kenny Omega in year two. That's the shit that, like, you knew they was doing this for year two. They teased you and built the entire AEW roster in year one. And this is Kenny's time to show everyone why he was the best in the fucking world for 2017 and 2018. That guy is going to take 2021 by storm. Yes, and next week, Phoenix versus Omega is going to be a banger. Yo, like... Yo, like, I, like, can't, I can't take, like, oh my god, first of all, I again, I didn't know, just like JJ said, I didn't know I needed these matches. I didn't even think that they could happen. And now that you're telling me that it is going to happen, I'm like, if he gives you what he just gave you the other night, oh my god. It's going to be fun. I don't even know who I can choose to win. Like, I'm like, I don't know, like, it don't even matter. Like, I just want to see a good match. And the fact that Full Gear has two matches we've anticipated for a while, it seems like we're going to get Hangman versus Omega. We're going to get FTR versus the Young Bucks. I do agree with JJ. FTR and the Young Bucks has gotten some shine off of it because of the booking of the Young Bucks. You can't do like six weeks of building them as heels when they're about to verse a heel team, and mm-hmm. now they're they're going back to being baby faces. That was a bad move by AEW, but I am still think that that match is going oh, to slap. Yeah fucking classic it's well, gonna be classic written all over it it's still gonna be a dope ass match like and the build up is not that good but I, I i definitely think they're gonna they're gonna wrestle that they're gonna give us a fucking show and, and guys like th- and this is not and i'm and i mean this with all sincerity this is not knocking nxt like no, nxt has been doing well like and i like nxt has been well like nxt takeover 31 we just gloated about that that yes. pay-per-view like, like NXT has been doing well, but three AEW, of their, AEW in their defense, doing something different. In their defense, three of their champions have all gotten injured, back to back. So they've had to like throw all this shit together, and they've thrown it together, and it has not been bad. It's been solid. I, I will disagree with you guys. I did enjoy the Pat McAfee. I did. I that made sense. And Pat McAfee is a great promo. So I prefer him being the leader of a stable and having guys that can wrestle okay. for him. I that like I said when he originally cut that promo on the Go Home Show to take over thirty. This guy has great all-time heel promo ability, and I think they're going to utilize that, and I think it's going to do well. We will talk more about that, I am sure, as this storyline progresses for the next trilogy. And just a a feather on that cap, I will agree with you on something, I believe, and it's like, as much as I'm not buying it right now, it feels like that Pat McAfee has this undeniable charisma to him. He has an undeniable aura that he just looks like he is... Knock like, that shit off. Look, like, look, like, look, look, I'm, I'm with you. I agree with you. But his, his personality seems to fit wrestling. 
Okay. And, and, and hopefully this turns into something. Not saying he's a main eventer or anything like that, but if he just happens to be a part of the show, if he does well, I won't mind. Okay. Hey, we will see. We have to run through the rest of our news, WWE news. WrestleVolts reports that Survivor Series will be billed as The Undertaker's 30th anniversary with him scheduled for the show. This follows uh, Wrestling Observer Radio reporting that WWE <laughs> is planning me, on... This shit getting me mad. WWE is planning on calling uh, Taker and Cena for, for WrestleMania 37. Chrissy Love, quickly, what's your thoughts on Undertaker potentially coming in for Survivor Series? Why? We don't need it. We've 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 he's had his last ride. We've done this. I love the Undertaker. Don't get me wrong, but it's not. Ne- I'm not. I'm not here. I'm not here for it. I don't care. I mean, like, I yo. How many Hall of Fame inductions is he going to have before he gets into the fucking Hall of Fame? How many inductions? Basically, he gets 25th anniversary. He gets his own fucking uni- unique title belt. He gets retired at WrestleMania 33, supposedly. He has mm-hmm. his farewell. He has his farewell, mm-hmm. his farewell match at 36. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel I, like... I, it, I feel like I feel like on the show someone said like two years ago that this would happen. Hmm. I wonder no, who that was. Yo, dude, you're absolutely fucking right. I, you it, you said it, it all. Like you've like, done. Yo, you said, I give you all of that. But like, friend, like on this show said that yo, you can't do better than the boneyard. The boneyard no. was just one. The boneyard was it. Like you did the boneyard. Even SP actually thought the match was decent. That was your swan song. Go the <laughs> fuck away. <laughs> Won't happen anytime soon. Speaking of WrestleMania 37, this man is planning on doing Becky Lynch versus our Lord and Savior, UFC Hall of Famer, and the baddest woman on the planet, Ronda Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania 37. He he apparently wants to do that, but as we know, Becky Lynch is probably going to have her baby in December. So December, hello. We'll see how that works. WrestleMania is in April, friend. That's four months. Becky Lynch is about to. Becky Lynch is about to get on the phone with Beyonce's trainers. Exactly. When Beyonce Beyonce had to do that super starvation diet to do that homecoming, Coachella. Telling you. Now, don't, don't get me wrong, SP. You know I cannot stand your Lord and Savior. However, I will be here for the match. But come on, let's let the, la- the lady give birth first. Let her let's breast. Get, I mean, Beyonce did it too. She did it. Like, hey. She probably can do it. She probably can't if she pushes herself. But come it on, is, friend. It is what it is. Let's do SummerSlam. Let's do, like, let's let the lady be a mom first. Like, come on. Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that Raw Underground has reportedly been canceled due to the latest very uh, virus outbreak in WWE. I think we're all thankful for that. Wrestling Observer Newsletter also reports that WWE decided to move all their big angles in Reigns, Uso, Sasha Bailey, and Rollins and Mysterios to SmackDown to keep Fox happy. Um, this was during the draft that they moved all those stuff over to uh, the SmackDown roster. Speaking of the draft, last year's draft 
Telegraph. Uh, it was reported by Fightful that Paul Heyman decided to go away from established superstars and wanted more young, unpolished talent. And it was also reported by Fightful that Triple H and Stephanie McMahon turned down positions as creative director when it was in place before Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff had the position. And then after those those two were let go, they turned down that position. Stephanie McMahon likes her position right now, while Triple H likes running NXT. Mm-hmm. Mi- Miro on his live Twitch stream uh, revealed this, and then Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio confirmed that Ben Carter, uh, the man who uh, went one-on-one with Scorpio Sky on Late Night Dynamite in a great match uh, Top Guy JJ was raving about, has reportedly signed with the WWE. Uh, He was having visa issues, which was uh, restricting his ability to work in the United States. He even did those Dynamite and Dark appearances for free without charge because he couldn't get paid due to not having a visa out here for the u.s so it seems that uh, he's been signed to go to nxt uk so we will see how ben carter is and we wish him the best of luck in wwe WWE Backstage returns this week following SmackDown on FS1 and PW Insider says it was a last minute decision Paul Heyman teases Daniel Cormier coming to WWE in an interview with Ariel Owani we will see what happens with that WWE announces that podcasts will be coming to the WWE Network including Corey Graves After the Bell Alexa Bliss's Uncool Sam Roberts podcast in Swerve Cities which is the podcast of Swerve Scott and more coming soon uh, in the next couple of weeks. Jesse Devin on Twitter, a wrestling fan, suggests that WWE is reusing past the Thunderdome's uh, <laughs> videos for the Capital Wrestling Center's video board. Jesse Devin is a big AEW Dynamite fan, and she was watching Dynamite when she saw a picture on uh, Twitter that she was on the NXT Thunderdome, even though she wasn't watching, so that's why she suggested <laughs> this. Uh Sammy uh, Zayn calls out WWE for snubbing him from the new SmackDown opening as well as a Twitter post with the champions of SmackDown and SmackDown ratings were up this week to 2.12 million uh, 2.124 million viewers while Raw was down to 1.776 million viewers AEW news Joey Janela was removed from AEW Dynamite this week he was supposed to verse Kenny Omega was replaced by Sunny Kiss after wrestling AJ Gray at GCW the last resort event this past Saturday. AJ Gray revealed that he has tested positive for the virus this past on this past Monday he took his test. He revealed that on Twitter on Wednesday and he also worked the collective weekend that we discussed last week on True Hill Heat had a number of positive tests from the performers coming out of it. Although that is the case, I did write an article for Sports Kita about this. I did reach out to AJ Gray for a statement on this matter, and he said, I quote, I tested positive post-collective three, uh, no, I tested negative post-collective three times. I did not test positive till Monday, two days ago. GCW nor Joey Janela are at fault. I came in contact with a positive person in Nashville after my flight home. I thank AJ 
for that quote and i wish him the best of luck i hope he's staying safe he goes through his quarantine and hopefully is comes out healthy from that wrestling observer radio reported that there were backstage concern from aew in regards to allowing wrestlers to compete during the collective weekend and it has also been reported that there were no mandatory testing of the virus for performers on the collective shows what's your thoughts top guy jj on the fact that the collective gcw with 12 shows over three days like we talked about last week that they did not have net mandatory testing 12 shows in three days mm. what kind of slave labor is that like that's <laughs> like what the fuck like god damn that's literally four shows a day yeah. that's that's insane Mm-hmm. And not one of them, and they had they didn't have mandatory testing each day, every single day. Nope. Like, how is that even possible? Like, you have yeah. different personnel di- at, interacting with different personnel. You have people coming in and out of working in the environment. Like, you gotta have those rapid tests on deck. Like, 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 what? Really? Like, really? Like, there's no shortcuts in COVID. There's no shortcuts with this shit. Like, you can't do that type of recklessness and not have every safety precaution in place. Like, that is extremely careless. And things like this is going to put a bad name on, like, independent scenes when they want to have these little collaborations with these other companies because they're going to look at them and view them as careless. Like, you're not going to get the one-offs with my talents anymore because... And then this is going to potentially affect contract negotiations with talents that they're not going to be able to do these one-off indie shows. Mm -hmm. And and this is going to just put a bad name on the... And and it's not... And you know how it is. It's not like it's... There's so many, like... Like, what... You got got Battle Club Pro that's probably doing every safety precaution. They're probably doing everything phenomenally well. You probably have MLW that's doing shit phenomenally. But they're going to be jeopardized because of these other fucking companies that is doing piss poor jobs at Mm -hmm. safety precautions. It's a trickle effect. It's a ripple effect. This is not a matter of company by company. This is a global thing because AEW, WWE has all the talent. They literally have all the talent. And AEW has been so friendly with letting a lot of their talent do one off shows. This is going to put a big effect on it. And that New Japan gets in and not let their talent do these one-off shows either. NBC is going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that collective weekend had stars from Impact, stars from ROH and AEW, but you're definitely right. It's going to have an effect on the future. Uh, Battle Club Pro is going on the cautious side. They haven't ran any events since this pandemic. Uh, I want to shout out Joe Kim Morales for yes. being so cautious and being safe like Party. that. Steve Steve Tortorello of Warrior Wrestling, he's ran four shows since the pandemic, and they've been top-notch in their testing, mandatory uh-huh. testing of all their talent and been keeping safe with their precautions for the fans as well as the performers so we want to shout out him as well Absolutely. new japan poor pro wrestling news uh coming out of the g1 climax 30 uh and new japan announces the card for 
Power Struggle on November 7th, the same day as Full Gear. So we got a jam-packed week uh, coming up in two weeks' time. And it's going to be main evented by IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight Champion Tensuya Naito defending the title against Evil once again. And we're going to see a right-to-challenge contract match as Kodo Ibushi defends his right-to-challenge for the IWGP Dugo at Wrestle Kingdom against Switchbay Jay White. We will have full coverage and preview of the Power Struggle card on True Hill Heat 99, our Woo! show before 100. ROH Pure Title Tournament News. ROH announces that they are asking any competitors on their roster who took uh, part in the collective weekend to not come to their latest taping. I will credit ROH is doing a top-notch job of being cautious and testing all their talent and keeping them in a bubble. Uh, Tony Deppin, who was in the pure title tournament, was going to be a part of this taping, but he's been asked not to show up. He tested positive coming out of the collective weekend, as well as his pregnant wife, unfortunately. Uh, we wish Deppin and his family the best and hope that they are safe and become healthy coming out of the virus uh it's pure title tournament news however tracy williams defeated fred yehi in a great match reportedly uh josh woods made uh pj black tap out so both men move on to the semifinals of the pure title tournament so the semifinals the final four will be williams versus jay lethal and woods versus jonathan Grisham. we'll have more coverage on that as we get to the finals on true hill heat 98 impact wrestling news the company announces that knockouts champion deanna Parasa has officially assigned with the with the promotion so congratulations to Diana and other wrestling news MLW uh, taping site will be also investigated as part of the Orange County uh, Department of Health looking into hotbeds this is due to it being a club before the vi filming so it's more to do with its uh, previous use than what MLW is using it for Fightful Select reports that feedback from wrestlers within the company has been very positive when it comes to MLW taking the necessary protocols to ensure their safety which included talents taking part in their matches or segments and then returning to their hotels they have also had cdc officials on site for all of their tapings and also reported that some surprise big names will show up on mlw fusion mlw had huge signing this week with former NBA point scandal referee Tim Donahue has signed with the promotion as a as a referee very interesting there on the other side of MLW news, our final news note, Bodyslam.net reports that Mance Warner's request to be released from MLW as so he can sign with AEW was denied by the promotion. So we'll definitely have more to say about that probably on future episodes of True Hill Heat. And finally, we have our Impact Wrestling, Bound for Glory, and WWE Hell in a Cell is this weekend. This is preview and predictions like we like to do. We like to rapid fire through these to get through all the big matches for the weekend. Impact Bound for Glory is going to start off with the Call Your Shot Gauntlet match where every competitor has an opportunity to win and they get a shot at the Impact Wrestling title of their choice. The big stipulation in this one is Rhino and Heath will be in this match. Rhino has negotiated for uh, four Heath to get an opportunity to earn his contract with Impact Wrestling if he or Rhino win this match but if they both lose not only is Heath not going to get a contract but Rhino will be released from the promotion. Tenille Dashwood wow. has been announced, Tommy Dreamer, Brian Myers, 
Cody Diener, uh, Cousin Jake, uh, Johnny Swinger, Hernandez is going to be the 20th entry, Alicia Ed Edwards, uh, Heath, of course, and Rhino will be the number one entrant. Who do you have? We will start with you, Miss Chrissy Love. Uh, say the names again for me, please. Jesus, that was a lot All of right. names. All right. <laughs> yeah, I lost track of like, the third one. I'm sorry. Tennille Dashwood, Tommy uh -huh. Dreamer. Brian Myers, Cody Diener, Johnny Swinger, Hernandez, the 20th entrant, Cousin Jake, Alicia Edwards, Rhino at number one, and Heath. And there are going to be 10 others, so there's going to be some surprise names in okay. there as previewed by Heath. Well, wow. That's, that, okay, well. Um, let's go Heath. I, like, don't think too hard. I gave you the storyline going into the match. And then, I mean, <laughs> JJ. I mean, look, listen, I want to be a dick and pick my baby. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I just want to be a, and, and just pick pick my baby because it's all it's all about Tanil. But you know, <laughs> clearly, clearly she's just in here for, for for the giggles. This is all about Heath and Rhino. Obviously, Heath is winning this shit. I mean, okay. clearly. Heath, I got Heath winning by last eliminating and pinning Rhino to turn heel. I think that's going to be the nice way to kind of prolong the storyline. Eddie Edwards will verse Top Guy JJ's favorite Impact Wrestling superstar, Ken Shamrock, with Sammy Callahan. This is comes off the heels of uh, Ken Shamrock turning heel as Sammy Callahan has gotten into his head, attacking Eddie Edwards. And uh, <laughs> we'll see. Wins as, uh, Ken Shamrock, Shamrock with a heel turn? Yes, he has right. turned. He is turned heel and he is being controlled by Sammy Callahan. Top guy Yo. JJ. Top guy JJ, who do you have? You damn sure know I ain't picking no fucking kid Shamrock. Like, come on, man. Like Eddie Edwards, man. Like Christy. Fuck. Eddie Edwards. Uh, Eddie Edwards. Uh, I think we're going Eddie Edwards all around. Moose versus AC3 in an undisclosed location. This comes off of EC3 stealing the TNA World Championship from Moose, wanting to bring the beast out of Moose, but Moose has taken back his title after bloodying EC3 at the bridge where he tried to throw the title off the bridge. Who do you got, EC3 or Moose? Yes, Chrissy Love. Uh, Moose. Top guy, JJ. I think EC3 pulls this one off. I mean, I think I think he he gets a big win. I mean, let's like, yo, dude, why the fuck did you come back to this company? Like, why you you why did you come back just to just a job to 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 another guy that's already fucking established? Moose is established right now. EC3, this this narrative shit is a fucking dub if he loses on his first pay per view back. I think the undisclosed location goes into his advantage. He also did say that WWE stole the raw underground idea from him. So <laughs> that he's going to show something in this match. EC3 wins. X Division title match is a six-way scramble. Rohit Raju will defend the title against TJP, Jordan Grace, Chris Bay, Trey Miguel, and Willie Mack. I am going with... I'm going to go with Jordan Grace to become the first ever female X Division champion. Chrissy Love, who do you got? Female first, female one. Let's do it. Ain't no one, ain't no other one, right? No, no other one. JJ, who you got? Let's put the female then. Let's do that. I mean, you know, I guess TNA likes breaking these barriers, man. So I guess you know, I mean, in TNA Impact, whatever the fuck you want to call them, um, TNA never, <laughs> TNA is never gonna leave my fucking head. Uh, yeah, man. I guess it's a clean sweep across the board, man. I, I, I'll agree with this one, man. Impact. I don't think I picked Jordan Grace in many matches. I'm gonna go with her in this one. No, right. you really do. 
Impact Tag Team Championships is on the line. This one is probably going to be one of the show stealers as the Motor City Machine Guns defend against the former champions, the North, the Good Brothers, Anderson and Gallows, and Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. This one is going to be a banger for sure. Uh, JJ, who you got? Don't think too hard. Oh, my, my, my apologies. I just got something disturbing. I just got something very disturbing. Uh, can, can, can you just name me those participants one more time? He said the North, the Good Brothers. Um, Ace Austin okay. and Madman Fulton and yes. the Motor City Machine Guns. Did Chrissy remembering the teams? Holy shit. No, she I just like... listened. No, I just... No, I just and, I no, no. I actually remember that one off of the, um, the um, agenda, friend. Thank you. I mean, and she's I reading mean, the agenda. I mean, come on. I mean, I guess I'm gonna rock with the Good Brothers. I mean, I'm telling you, it's like, yo, don't be going to these companies. So, don't be going to taking these steps back to be losing. Like, this like, there's no, there's no point, yo. Like the fuck, like Good Brothers got to take this shit. Fuck the machine guns. They already had their comeback. Chrissy, who you got? I was gonna go with the North, but as JJ said, why come to a company if you're gonna lose? The Good Brothers for me as well, friend. They can afford a loss. They've been pushed very well since they come to Impact Wrestling, and I think the Machine Guns deserve a longer run. So I'm going to go with the oh. Machine Guns to def to successfully defend because not all the titles can change hand on this night. Impact, <laughs> Impact, <laughs> Impact Knockouts Championship is on the line. Deanna Parasa will defend the title against Kylie Ray. This has been pushed very well. Uh, you got the plucky babyface in Kylie Ray versus the cocky heel in Deanna Parasa. Parasa broke the arm. Of Kylie's best friend Susie at Victory Road. Who do you got? Peraza versus Kylie Ray. Chrissy Love. Kylie Ray for the win. I am going to agree with you. Kylie Ray, the new knockouts champion. JJ. Listen, man, this is true heels, man. I'm going with Peraza to retain, man. Like fuck. Like I, I gotta <laughs> uh, true heels. True heels, baby. Fuck. Let's go. Who you got? Main event. This has been one of the best built storylines. I will put this on the top three right there up there with Reigns and Uso. Right up there with the Hangman and the Elite storyline in AEW. Rich Swan will get his shot at the Impact World Championship against Eric Young. This has been built since Slammiversary very well with Eric Young putting out Rich Swan, making him on one foot, almost retiring him. And now Rich Swan is back to get his shot at the gold. I am going with Rich Swan to become the new Impact World Champion. Chrissy Love. Rich Swan for the win. Let's JK. do it. Yeah, this is a clean sweep right here, man. This is a clean sweep. You don't, you don't, you don't finish these storylines with some disappointing shit. And it is yep. down for glory. Yep. Absolutely. So down for glory. Hopefully, has a happy ending with Rich Swan winning. And then speaking of happy endings, we got WWE Hell in a Cell on Sunday. Only five matches announced at the time of this uh, filming. Just with the red cage coming back, baby. With that yeah. white red cage coming back. Yes. Just announced today. Added to the card. I don't even have this in my agenda. It was announced today by WWE that The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, will go one-on-one -on -one with Retribution's T-Bar. One on one at Hell in a Cell, The Fiend versus oh T Bar. Chrissy Love, I will start with you. The Fiend. JJ. The Fiend has a match against T Bar. <laughs> exactly. Yo, come on, man. Yo, I swear to God, like when I sit here and give them praise for one week. 
about Bray's handling. They mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. bar. Yes, yep. bar. I, Drink it whatever. in. Whatever. Whatever. Drink match, it in. I'm not even. Whatever. This match is I'm, whatever. I'm like, going with the fiend. Are we really picking this match? Right. I'm I'm, we are, match. but you know. I'm going with the fiend. Oh, come on, man. I guess it's on record, the fiend. You're, you're, you're like, wasting way too much time on this match. It's <laughs> annoying. Jeff, Jeff Hardy will go one on one with Elias. This plays oh, off the Elias still thinking that Jeff Hardy ran him down all those months ago, even though it was confirmed Jeff Hardy didn't. But who knows? Right. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Elias. I'm going with Elias to get the victory here. Who do you got, JJ? Do we even fucking remember that accident? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because yes, I, do. I remember. I, watched, I, I mean, yeah. I know you did SmackDown with the Lynches, so of course you're gonna remember. But like, I didn't even fucking remember that shit happened, and that shit got a uh, five, five Elias, months ago. Friend. Just say Elias. Whatever. Yeah, please. Yeah, thanks, Elias. Whatever. All right, Elias across the board there, and now we got the matches that really matter. The Hell in a Cell matches. <laughs> Uh, the three Hell in a Cell matches starts with the women's uh, SmackDown Women's Championship on the line. Finally, it is Bailey versus Sasha Banks. This has been building for months. Bailey betrayed Sasha Banks. Uh, the SmackDown after payback, and now it comes down to this: who t- goes walks out of Hell in a Cell with the SmackDown Women's Championship? Chrissy Love. I am going to say Bailey. JJ. <sighs> I mean, I mean, this has got to drag out for a while. Right. I'm hoping this drags out for a while, but WWE busts nuts really quick. So I, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Sasha Banks is gonna pull this one off and become the SmackDown Women's Champion. I am going with Bailey to win here because I do think they're not gonna bust their nut. They have a lot of meat on this bone, and they need to give us something to sink our teeth into. Uh, Sasha goes 0 and three. In Hell in a Cell matches. Did you say 0-3, friend? 0-3. She has lost to Charlotte Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch before this. This will be her third straight loss. All right. WWE Universal Championship is on the line. It is an I quit match. A rematch from one of the best matches of the year. Roman Reigns going one-on-one with Jey Uso. I am going for... My Tribal Chief. Your Tribal Chief. The Tribal Chief. Our tribal chief, the big dog, Roman yep. Reigns. Who do you, Christy? You agree? The, of course, my 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 tribal chief, my chief, dude. Who do you who do you got, uh, JJ? Do you acknowledge him? Of course, he's the tribal chief. He's definitely my tribal chief. Like I just literally said, if he cheated, if my woman cheated on me with him in front of me, I would still not even be mad. Um, listen, man, this is gonna be an ass whooping. This is gonna be an ass whooping. This yeah. is gonna be ugly. It's gonna this be, gonna be worse than the other one. Yeah. It's gonna this be gonna great. Be ugly. All right, and I then can, finally, I can't wait to see what he's gonna do. I'm I'm so excited. Finally, we have our main event. The WWE Championship is on the line inside Hell in a Cell. Drew McIntyre going one on one with Randy Orton. Part forty six and a half, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I will go first. Hopefully, I am praying for Randy Orton to finally defeat McIntyre. Or they should have not had three straight pay-per-view matches if Randy never gets the title from Drew, honestly. Who do you have, JJ? I mean, before I even make that prediction, are we going to, like, yo, dude, that guillotine from Roman looks fucking deadly. Yeah, we talked. You missed out on that conversation. I just said that. Wow. I'm just saying, (laughs) wow. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, 
Yeah, listen, uh, Randy Orton has to. He has to win this yeah. match. Like, this is a must. Like, there's not a lot of must wins in wrestling. This is a must win. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Th- th- this makes no sense if he doesn't walk out of here. As the, and this would literally put a serious, a serious asterisk on his 2020 year, based on booking. Yeah. Based mm-hmm. on booking, if he does not win this match, like, come on, come on. Come on, he just fucking destroyed the super friends. Like he's yep. gotta be able, he's gotta be able to come out of this. Miss Chrissy Love. I, I totally agree. We had this conversation last pay-per-view and, and we, we said for sure that he should have won. Now we have a match three. If he doesn't win, this whole storyline is pointless. It's stupid. And um I, I just hope WWE is not stupid enough where they just let us down yet again for fuckery. Fuck boy shit. That's my new favorite word. Anyway. Um so yeah. I'm going with Randy. Randy has to win this match because if he doesn't, I hope his wife gives a whole load of tweets saying, fuck y'all. I am with you. So we have something to look forward to. Fans of True Hill Heat, we will be very pissed on True Hill Heat 98 if Randy is not our WWE champion. So that is all for our preview and predictions of this weekend. Our outro, True Heels BTR with the Von Eriks and Vert Vixen. And one of our biggest interviews yet with Thunder Rosa is up on the YouTube channel right now. Uh, G130, G1 Climax 30 Finals Roundtable featuring myself, J News, Wrestle Talk's own uh, New Japan uh, expert Tempest is up on the channel right now as well. Last week's True Rewind, Wednesday Night Warriors and Dark Power are up as well. And an all new Wednesday Night Warriors, Dark Power and AE Recap will be up on the YouTube channel this weekend. A new True Rewind will be up next week. And our Bound for Glory, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view roundtable will be up on on the channel next week as well and also you can check out my debut appearance on alex mccarthy's wrestling daily on wrestle talks wrestle 2 youtube channel now as we discuss D- sasha versus bailey corner and wwe and more thank you so much miss chrissy love take it away on where they can find you um i am lisa station miss chrissy love one uh third of true hill heat as well as smackdown with the lynches we will be back mr love is back and ready um, and the kids are ready to be back. So you will see us this week coming up. Um, you can find us uh, on Twitter. I, well, you can find me. We don't have a group. I should make one. Anywho. Um, so, uh, but you can find me on IG, Twitter, and Facebook. Underscore Miss Chrissy Love or Miss Chrissy Love. Or just my name, which is Crystal Lynch. Top guy, JJ. All right, nice. And at uh, Instagram, you can find me at True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ. At Facebook, you can find me at Justin Johnson. Listen, man, I've been getting a lot of weird requests on Instagram. Like, just cut the <laughs> shit. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. Like, yeah. I don't know you, mother- I don't know you, motherfuckers, man. All right, and you can follow the True Hills on their group page on Facebook, True Hill Heat on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, Battle Club Pro, Warrior Wrestling, Mission Pro Wrestling on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, our partner promotions, Uncanny Attractions with our friend Darnell Mitchell. You can find them on Twitter and Instagram, Wrestling Travel, our partner, and our uh our sponsor for this episode of True Hill Heat, you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. YouTube, of course, subscribe to Battle Club Pro, Warrior Wrestling, Wrestling Travel, my good brother Alex McCarthy's YouTube channel, Wrestle 2 if you want to check out Wrestling Daily, Jimmy Macaram, and Chrissy Love's favorite, she doesn't have a plug because her, my battery is dying. <laughs> and of course, you can push the like button for this video, share this video with your
amateur wrestling fans and friends and of course the icard down at the bottom to subscribe the bell to stay notified for all the great content right here on true hill heat and if you don't like to see us you can listen to us on itunes spotify soundcloud and wherever you listen to your favorite audio podcast so until true hill heat 98 next week just two more episodes from 100 this has been the princess of all the true heels miss chrissy love Hello. Our resident True Hill alcoholic top guy JJ. For our very special guest Andrea Hanks. Thank you so much for joining us. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. This has been True Hill Heat 97. We are signing off until next time.